From finance to family. Politics are getting out of control. And maintaining your lifestyle. I love to go on little mini trips. Makes me feel happy and relaxed. This is Guarding Your Nest Egg with Mike Lester of Talon Wealth, along with Kristen Charles. Link up at guardingyournestegg.com. If you like what you hear, please do subscribe and give us a rating. And if you don't, well, don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. On this episode, you will hear the answer to a common yet timely question from one of our Guarding Your Nest Egg listeners. What one of the financial websites says are the five big money purchases you'll probably regret. But part of us being a resource is hopefully you listening to this podcast. Of course, we do have a radio show that airs every week coast to coast. And no matter what day of the week, we never use a call center. In fact, our team was handling calls when this listener left us a great question on our Guarding Your Nest Egg voicemail. What is your advice on buying gold and silver coins? And I'll take it on the air. Thank you. He didn't need you to call him back or anything. He just wants you to answer the question. <laughs> hey, hey, I want to talk to you guys. Like, I don't bother me, but I, I would like to hear the answer. <laughs> so gold and silver coins, Kristen, the most direct response is it bothers me a lot. I feel like investors are, in particular, people that are retired, right, or close to it, are being targeted and they're using scare tactics on TV and radio to say, hey, listen, you know what, the world is coming to an end and our currency is going to be worth nothing and all these terrible things are going to happen. So here's what you can do. You know, we'll save you and you just buy physical gold and silver. The problem with it, and I've said this before, is it really is predatory. So Mm. if you call one of those companies, and there's plenty of them, I mean, just Google it and all the trouble that they've been in or Mm. whatever your search engine is. I didn't mean to plug Google there, but I just feel look like it Google up is beyond needing a plug. I mean, Google okay. is what you do like, to look up anything. <laughs> right, you don't look it up, you Google it. But anyway, there you go. Just pull it up online and look at the complaints. So the process is they run an advertisement, you call. My understanding of it is you get a salesperson, right? Not a financial advisor, a, a salesperson. The salesperson is not required to be licensed. I don't know if it's every time, but my understanding is you know, pretty much you're going to get a non-licensed salesperson whose job it is to get you to buy the gold from them. And it's probably a pretty heavy sales pitch, right? A lot of scare tactics. And what they're going to do is they, they, they've got a product, they're going to up the price, and they're essentially getting a commission on it, right? Or I would call it a spread. You know, what's the actual price of gold versus what is it that they're selling it to you for? And it's pretty hefty. So let's just say you did that. Now you own it. What are you going to do with it? We're going to put it living room, um, uh, living basement. Room, I don't know. Your counter, <laughs> Where do you put that? Like, what are you going to do with it? Well, so then they'll offer you to store it for you, right? So there's a fee for that or store it yourself. I don't know. You put it in the safe, but then what are you going to do with it once you have it? Right. So, all right. Like well, invite now, people over for dinner and say, look, I have a bunch of gold and silver. <laughs> yeah, now I want to convert it back into money. So let's just say that things did get really bad and the banks really did fail and all this stuff happened. So, I mean, now what are you going to do? And okay, got so this gold. The so, Southern yeah, in me is going to come out yeah. here. You can't take that down to the Piggly Wiggly and trade that for some milk and bread. You know, it's worth more than the bread. I mean, are you just going to, like, shave some off and give it to somebody? It's silly, Kristen, and for our listener who called in, here's the thing. He's Um, not silly. You're saying that the fact these advertisements are happening. No, no, he's not silly. The advertisements are silly. It's a silly conversation because, to me, it's just very, very misleading. There's literally no specific government agency that regulates 
the industry, right? So there might be a state regulator, there might, but it, it's just not regulated to the extent that anybody is holding these companies accountable for, frankly, what I believe, in my opinion, is it's just misleading advertising. So I'll simplify and say, we're not a fan. If I wanted to own gold or silver or platinum, I would trade a gold or silver or platinum ETF, exchange traded fund. It becomes very liquid. It's going to trade with the price of gold, silver, or platinum. If you do it the right way, you don't have to pay to get in. You don't have to pay to get out. Just be very, very cautious. If you want precious metals in your portfolio, the last thing I would do is buy physical gold, silver, or coins. I mean, there's just a much better way to do it. And if you want to know, give us a call. We'd be happy to help you. As someone whose career has been in radio since she was 19 years young, and we're not going to talk about the 40-something I am now, I do realize that this next question is sort of like you asking me what it means to back time, crossfade, hit the post, or plug in an XLR. Things that are normal to me. (laughs) So when I ask this question, don't think I'm dumb is what I'm saying. To me, hit the post is like football. Somebody ran into it or something, but uh, there you go. (laughs) Proves you don't know sports already. Yeah, that's what we, you know, the, the goalpost. But, you know, you're like you're running and you caught the football and you're ah, smacking to it. I can't wait. Till Thank goodness there's padding there. You know, anyway. Hit the I post. can't it's wait till your buddy Duffy hears that one. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to say no one should feel dumb. There are no stupid questions. But then you said that. So anyway, I'm still going to ask. It wasn't that. People know what I'm talking about. Come on. What's the difference between a mutual fund and an ETF? And is one better than the other? Great question. And Kristen, I didn't think what I said was dumb, but that's fine. Thanks for calling me out. Maybe some people think I'm dumb now. Uh, But I do know more about investments than I do about uh, posts, right? Goal posts or uh, hitting the post. Anyway, uh, long story short, (laughs) mutual fund versus ETFs. You know, there's been an evolution in investments. Things always evolve over time. But the evolution was people had stockbrokers in the 80s, right? And then you could own a bunch of stocks, get diversification. So let's put together a fund. It became mutual funds. And so large mutual fund companies just grew and grew because you could own maybe hundreds of companies in one share of a mutual fund. That was the idea is diversification. But they were expensive to own and they still are expensive to own. If you own mutual funds, you'll see a lot of these in retirement accounts at work. You get diversification, but you have an expense associated with it. And then also it's very hard to actively manage a mutual fund because you can't pick the price you buy or sell it at, and you can't pick the time. So that's complicated when it comes to management. They all trade at basically the end of the day and whatever the price was. So then as it evolved, we got into, instead of a mutual fund, exchange-traded fund. So the idea of an exchange-traded fund is, what are the benefits of a mutual fund? What's diversification? Owning hundreds of companies or hundreds of positions, depending on whether it's a company or something else, in one single share. But what if we could do that and it traded like a stock? So... The idea behind an ETF would be diversification, but we can trade it we can pick the price and we can pick the time that we trade it at. So if you're managing a portfolio and you're looking for diversification, well, mutual funds would give you the diversification, but they would be expensive to own and you can't pick the price or time. If you move forward again through evolution and now you have uh, exchange traded funds, well, you still get the diversification. Typically, an ETF is going to be less expensive to own than a mutual fund, and you can pick the price and time. So it's really just efficiencies. 
when it okay. comes to management of portfolios. And so if we're talking about the differences, well, we believe in active management of portfolios. We don't like hanging in there. We meet people week after week, whether it's a current advisor that has them in mutual funds or it's mutual funds within their current retirement plan that maybe don't know the difference and maybe nobody's taking the time to explain it. But if we can sit down and compare where you are currently to where you could be or compare what you've been doing to what we've been doing, let's just take a look at numbers. Let's look at returns. If it turns out that our numbers are better, you might want to work with us. If it turns out that our fees are lower, you might want to work with us. If it turns out that if you're taking less risk with us to get the return, you might want to work with us. If it turns out we're doing all three, it might be a good fit. But that's that's really why we sit down, we do the analysis, we provide the complimentary financial planning, and then we just let people take a step back, look at everything that we've done. And if you decide that you feel like we can provide value for you, then you might hire us to manage your money. It's all about value, as it should be with anything in life. You look at that with a car or home or even a vacation. Why wouldn't you look at that when it comes to the biggest asset you'll ever have, your retirement, your nest egg, and guarding it? That's why the name of the show is Guarding Your Nest Egg. So cheesy. No, it's because it makes sense. <laughs> I know. I came up with it a long time ago. But, and I uh, like anyway. it. I like it too. But And seriously, there are no stupid questions. Click on guardingyournestegg.com. Yahoo Finance posted an article called Five Big Money Purchases You'll Probably Regret in Retirement. This came up on my laptop when I was sitting next to my mom. I do check in on them a good bit. She thought they were all pretty interesting except for one. An in-ground swimming pool, a regret, your child's <laughs> wedding. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That and, sounds terrible. Well, they're yeah. saying because they're so exorbitant and it's out of control and like yeah. do something reasonable. A timeshare. Yeah, that's a whole different conversation. Exorbitant travel experiences. I disagree on that. If it's a really special lifetime trip, but life insurance as well. All five big money purchases Yahoo Finance says we will regret in retirement. I mean, have you seen people regret doing these things? Well, <laughs> I may have seen a lot of people that regretted a big giant wedding they paid for and then, you know. <laughs> Don't say it. it. Yeah. <laughs> didn't go that well. That's the type of conversation I'm going to have with a client after knowing them for a few years. You know, yeah. like we, we become good friends and then they share like, yeah. well, you know, maybe over a beer, you know, somewhere. <laughs> But life insurance, I get it. I mean, life insurance, and I'm not going to get on my soapbox. And your team. There are so many pushing life insurance as an investment option for tax-free money in retirement. I'm not going to go there. But if anybody says that to you, please call us because I've got a whole thing about that. And I've never seen it work out. I'll leave it there. Well, now you have um, an in-ground swimming pool. So you know the pros and cons of that. I bought a house that the pool came with it. Yes. It comes in really handy when I want to wear the kids out. And I've got young <laughs> kids at home, so it's great. Mm -hmm. They're like, I'm bored. All right, jump in the pool, do something, swim around for a while. Next thing you know, they just want to go to bed. And that is awesome as a parent. I get to sit out there with them. <laughs> I listen to some music. They do their thing. Could be great they for a grandparent. Gets them off the computer, whatever. So I'm not really against the pool thing, but I, I get it. It's an expense. And if you're not using it, uh, it becomes an issue. I'm with you, Kristen. I mean, the splurging part should be probably the travel. Mm -hmm. To me, you can't take the money with you. Mm -hmm. To me, it's all about experiences. It's exactly. all about memories. And a huge part of retirement is being able to do the things that you didn't have the money or the time to do mm -hmm. along the way. Maybe you didn't have time because of the job. Maybe you didn't have time because of the kids. Retirement is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fulfilling. 
you're supposed to work with a financial advisor that takes the worry about your money and income away. It's not that you're never going to be worried about it, but it's just, you know, a trusted advisor, a fiduciary. You should be able to take the trip. Now, you should have an advisor who, if you say like, hey, I've got a million dollars saved for retirement. I want to spend a hundred grand on a trip. I mean, advisors should probably step in and go like, yeah, that's 10% of your entire net worth. You know, they should maybe step in and just do the numbers for you. I would say, well, that's hundred percent fine. You spend your money however you want to spend it. This is how it's going to affect you moving Ah. forward. I wouldn't say no. I just say, well, let's, Let's just look at the impact of that. And right? then Over I would say 10 I'm or 20 or 30 years or whatever it is. Yeah. The daughter of a former travel agent. Let me help you find a way to make that happen without spending that much money. <laughs> because well, those experiences are so important. You know what I mean? I'm not opposed to spending the money. My job is to explain how it impacts you right. long term. That's all. Right. And that's what the financial plan is all about. But by the way, these financial plans, it's not set in stone when we set it up. We're sitting down and talking with our clients on a regular basis. Something pops up. Let's just work it into the plan. If it's a surprise, work into the plan. The main thing is information, just mm-hmm. understanding if you do this, then what's the long term impact? And we can do that through financial planning. Join the conversation now at guardingyournestegg.com. Mike Lester is an investment advisor representative of Talon Private Wealth, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Talon Private Wealth and this station are not affiliated. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Discussions and answers to questions do not involve the rendering of personalized investment advice, but are limited to the dissemination of general information. The information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or advisory services. Be sure to consult with a tax professional before implementing any investment strategy. Florida license D056341. California license 0N00828. Talon Wealth is the official wealth management team of the Florida Gators. Compensation was paid to Learfield for partnership with the Gators as of January 2023.